Syria Ah fans everywhere. From our nation's capital, this is Cool of America. Welcome back, Curve Americans and Podcast Paisani. We gotta start off on a sad note. Our thoughts to Florida after yet another high school shooting. For all the uh, people down in Florida, Parkland, Florida, our thoughts are with you. Um, just a sad, sad state of affairs here in the U.S. Uh, unfortunate to see. Definitely good to see uh, the the young kids standing up and speaking out. Um, you know. They're just really brave, and again, just want to reach out and give our condolences, as we do, unfortunately, too often. Absolutely, yep. It's it's just happening too, too often. We're just a podcasting duo tonight. Tad is not here. Uh, We do have, well, at least we used to have Pepper the Podcasting Pug. Uh, I guess he's since gone home, Marco. We just have Mia. Yeah, we shipped them off, and uh, it's probably... Best because I need another week or two to just let my shins heal. He's <laughs> scratching me all damn week. Yeah, plenty of dogs running around the house, uh, and so uh, we'll just deal with Mia tonight. It's good to see her again. Well, she'd be a little bit quiet today. She's drugged up. She got spayed today. She doesn't look too happy, but yeah. at least she'll be quiet. She will. Uh, yes, not not too much background noise. Hang in there, Mia. <laughs> It'll get better. President's Day weekend in the books. We had the Olympics and an NBA All-Star weekend and Serie A Week 25, Marco. Did you get to watch all those three of those things? Yeah, man. It was uh, definitely an eventful weekend. I'm I'm already exhausted, and it's Tuesday. Yeah. It feels, it feels like it's going to be a long four-day week. Exactly. I feel the same way, always with the short weeks. It throws you off, but I, I am right there with you, man. We're, <laughs> there's no beer tonight. We're both on our second espressos uh, uh, for this podcast. So. The good thing is that Serie A is super exciting, and Champions League and Europa League is back. That's right. Yep, yep. To uh, make this week go by a little bit faster, uh, we got Europa and Champions League happening. Looking forward to that. We'll talk about that during the games, but first off, we'll talk about week 25 and starting it off with the rundown. The two-horse race continues with Napoli and Juve squeaking out victories, but Juve wins the weekend with their Netflix special. Roma do some leapfrogging and takes sole possession of third, while OTFR leaves a struggling Inter in their dust for fourth. Meanwhile, Milan hopes springs eternal with a needed victory over Sampdoria. Enjoy it until the creditors come, Milanisti. Atalanta and Fiorentina settle for a 1-1 draw, and Bologna wins the Emilia Reggiana Derby over Sassuolo with a last-minute goal from Marco's favorite word, last name, Pulgar. 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 Meanwhile, the relegation battles rage, with Benevento making what will be a classic run to remain in the Serie A by defeating last year's Cinderella, Crouton Nation, Crotone. That and so much more podcast, Paisani. Off we go to week 25. We want to remind everybody, we've got social media accounts with Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's all Curve America, all one word. And this podcast, you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, asroma360.com, curveamerica.com. Marco, you have the honor this this week. What should they do once they find us? Ladies and gentlemen, please go Rate, subscribe, and comment. 
whatever order you would like to do that in. <laughs> and uh, just as Tad said next last week, just have a great day. Have a great day. A short week, a great day. Buy you a coffee. There you go. Yeah, Marco, uh, good dovetail there. We are not drinking beer tonight. We're on our second or third espresso, and you need it because I asked you how to spell cafe, and how do you spell it again? It's two Fs, guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there we go. That's uh, Our tweet is uh, correct. We're ready to go for week 25. The courtesy, hold on, hold on, because I just got the new espresso, espresso machine, the red one. Stands out. You know, I wanted it to be a centerpiece in my kitchen, and damn, does it taste good. It is. Now I know why George Clooney looks so good. He's got Nespresso tasting so good, too. That's right. I will be your Danny DeVito to your George Clooney. So cheers to that. Cheers to that. Off we go to week 25 and the top five. Marco Napoli still up top. They took on Spal this week and have finished one nothing. Napoli scrounging a victory to keep pace with their goals after an embarrassing midweek Europa League result. And this game makes a lot of sense. You know that Napoli absolutely takes over. Probably makes a lot more sense than my George Clooney comment from <laughs> from right before the break. There, I think I look like Danny DeVito. Well, maybe people are still <laughs> thinking about it. Anyways, Napoli, they, they win one nothing. They could have win 40 nothing. Uh, they just had all the stats this game, including, My, Chris. The most important one. You already know. Well, actually, they, this is the only category they, they just slightly edged out Spall. 22 <laughs> throw-ins to 16, oh. according to Soccer Punter, SoccerPunter.com. Barely edging them out in the throw-in category. Now, in all the other categories, to... To be fair, it was just absolutely one-way traffic Napoli's way. Alan gets a goal. Alan doesn't really score often. And Hamsi could have had one too uh, if he wasn't a little bit, if he didn't have his mohawk off sides. But that didn't really stop him from sliding and smashing the, the corner flag in half. Did you see that? Yeah. I mean, serious, serious uh, energy in this game for Hamsik. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, at what point is it okay to just just start breaking stuff around the field, winning 2 nothing against Spall. Like, come on. Yeah, I guess. You know, what you is know, it, Juventus? Maybe that will uh, expedite uh, getting a new stadium. Maybe they're trying to get rid- out of the San Paolo. <laughs> or maybe they're just still frustrated from their midweek embarrassment uh, in the Europa League to uh, Red Bull. I told you last week it was going to happen, man. They got all their chips in the Serie A race, and now... You know, they're exposed against a team that they has no business of coming to Naples and, and getting a result in so, Red Bull Lipsig. But, but where are you on this? Uh, for, for, you know, the Napoli fans, I would be curious if you can tweet at us about this. Do you, like, even going into this game, you think they cared? Like, we all know that Napoli wants the Scudetto at this point. All right, Leipzig is coming to town. Do you care at all about uh, going to this game? I heard the San Paolo was empty. I didn't watch it, but I heard there's nobody there. If you're an Napoli fan, would you have gone to this game and been excited about it? It's the same concept of Roma. You know, you can't, you got to win something. Yeah. If you want to start getting that winning mentality, Atletico Madrid, it's, it took them like three Europa League ch- titles to, to mo- make their way up to the top of the league and the Champions League. So, you know, you got to start somewhere to throw all your eggs in one basket for for this season. 
you know, you're just setting yourself up for disappointment, in my opinion. I, I think it's, uh, uh, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Uh, it is going to take a Herculean effort, in my opinion, for them to stay on top. Um, so one of the biggest highlights this week, because let's let's be real, Spal Napoli. I mean, I, I don't know if even Napoli fans were watching this one. Yeah. But the Players' Tribune came out with uh, Insigne's article this week and it was really interesting to see his story about how he grew up a naples fan he was always kind of overlooked because of his height they used to call him hey shouty shorty yeah and uh he just worked his way to the top he even one of my favorite parts of the article is when he's talking about zeman and it's just perfect <laughs> the <you> cigarettes <laughs> it's perfect i mean let me read you uh, an excerpt here i knew that he was super intense and demanded a lot from his players but it was really funny because he was like someone from an old movie. He would make all the players come into his office and be weighed at this old metal scale every morning. <laughs> but he would be smoking like a chimney in there. So you would open the door and it was all white smoke. You could barely breathe. It felt like Milan. So one day I walked in <laughs> I love that. Felt and like I Milan. said, Mister, do you think maybe you could stop smoking when we come in? He thought about it for a second. Then he took another puff and he said, you can step out then. <laughs> what? Yeah, exactly. That's what amazing. What I'm going to post this coach. thing on. We should post this thing on our on our podcasting wall over yeah, here. Seriously, man. No, absolutely. Great article. I liked the part uh, he was talking about the Ronaldo boots. Do you remember? Uh, I was still playing back then with the blue and the silver and the yellow. Oh, yeah, I definitely ju- remember those. They just Ronaldo came out boots. with a remake of those. Okay. Yeah, he talked about how Ronaldo was his initial inspiration, but then at the end he was kind of saying, you know, Everybody loves the city. Uh, you know, he's talking about Hamsik, how he's a Slovakian. He's been there for 11 years. Uh, and then even God loves the city. And by God, he means Dios, num- number 10, Diego Maradona. Yeah, Amazing. I, I saw his, his little shrine at that one cafe. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that, that city just so passionate. They love him so much. Yeah, I think uh, he saved some face there by saying, all right, Ronaldo, Diego Maradona is the god here. I still need to be able to walk around Napoli here, so uh, kick it to him for the end of the article. (laughs) That's right. Well, just to uh, go to Spall real quick, they're just still bottom feeding, man. There's nothing they can do right now, you know, especially when they go and play a team like Napoli. They can't really expect much. Let's see where where they are right now. They're they're in 18th place and 17 points, so they are uh, going to get relegated at at the current standings. They're uh, four points away from Crotone. And I got to say, man, like we were excited. Spall had a lot of energy coming in, uh, just period. Then they get Marco Borriello in the beginning. Just unimpressed. I really thought Spall would have been much, much higher in the table at this point. Yeah, there's a couple teams down there this season that are tough to watch. Spall... They put up fights, but uh, just don't have enough firepower. Yeah, like Borriello, there's not. I was expecting more after his season last year with uh, Cagliari. Um, just I don't know. I, I was expecting more, so we'll see if they end up uh, staying up. It'll be a battle, uh, but uh, for now, Napoli stays on top after defeating them. Up next, Marco, we've got Juventus. They played Torino, and we got a derby. The Derby della Mole. Mole, 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 mole. Nice to mole ya. Yeah, and the Derby di Torino, whatever you want to call it. It finished one nothing. It wasn't very exciting, <laughs> sorry to say. Uh, we'll start with Torino here, just with the game itself. Pre-game, President Cairo 
the uh, bull riding president, as we know him affectionately, encouraging his players to contain their emotions in the derby. And it seemed like they took that a little too much to heart because keep in mind, Mihalovic got canned after the Juve uh, loss uh, uh, when, when Juve knocked Torino out in the Copa Italia. So clearly this game matters as it should. It's a derby game. Um, but he didn't. the president didn't want his players to get too emotional in this one. They just didn't bring any emotion to it. Um, as soon as Juve punched one in, Sandro in the 33rd minute on a counterattack, that was it. It was just kind of sit back and defend at that point. Wasn't very exciting thereafter. Post-game, the new coach, Ilmister Mazzari, saying, we were perfect except for that only goal, which, uh, Marco, even if it's not the throwing category, that's a pretty important statistic that you should win every week. Um, and uh, they they didn't, so... In my opinion, I'd prefer a more fiery Mihalovic. I know Mazzari does have that streak in him, but I guess after uh, when you're playing crosstown rivals Juventus, who are so stacked, you just have to concede and just say they're good. I don't know. I'm just waiting for Mazzari to break out a cigarette on the sideline one of these days. I play men's league uh, and pick up on, on Saturdays, and there's this one Moroccan dude who uh, just smokes cigarettes, all morning plays from like seven to 12 and uh doesn't even stretch <laughs> you know maybe that's what mazzari needs his nicotine fix and uh it'll get his mind straight and maybe he'll get fiery again yeah yeah something missing in this one uh I, but i get it it's juve from juve's perspective they were boring but that's sometimes expected with allegri at the helm he's happy with those one nothing wins fortunately netflix came through to make me care about juventus this week they have a special out. First team, Juventus. Highly encourage everybody to go check this out on Netflix. It's basically like HBO uh, hard knocks for, for NFL fans out there. Marco, did you get to see any of this? I did not catch any of it, but I did see some reviews and uh, listening to you as well. It sounds like it was well made. I think the has been waiting for something like this, and really Juventus is the only team that could probably pull it off. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, with their, they're looking to be an international brand, so this made sense for them. I'm glad they did it. But just like Hard Knocks, right? Even if it's a team who's not in the NFC East for me, if uh, Palermo did this, I would still be entertained and interested I'd in it. I'd probably be more entertained with that. Yeah, right, right. Well, anything Palermo, yes. <laughs> it makes you feel like you could do it, you know? Yeah, right, right. I do, uh, I, I do like the idea behind it. It, it gets to you get to see the, the league a little bit uh, more from a personal perspective. <clears throat> One of those being, uh, this made the rounds in the articles this week of Buffon uh, just seeing his humanity. In, in one of the interviews, uh, an interviewer asked him, do you cry, Buffon? And he, he like literally paused and really thought about it. And he said, I cry often, um, which coming from a legend like Who Buffon. Who doesn't? I, yeah, I, it was surprising to see, I got to admit. Um, so that was, that was good. Uh, this was right around the time with, uh, with Italy getting knocked out of the world cup, uh, as far as the timeline goes, but there's other cool stuff in there. Marquisio who came up with the Juve system, they, they kind of did like a youth Academy approach with his segment of it. Allegri, he comes off as an interesting character in this and his approach to things. Um, and then also Dybala, uh, just how he went from like a stud in the beginning of the season all the way to the they basically break at the mid mid uh, uh, season mark. So uh, if you haven't watched it yet, definitely check it out. It's definitely an interesting uh, perspective to 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 uh, see Juventus from. 
Rugani had a decent game this 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 match against uh, you know their bitter rivals, and you could see after the game just a lot of emotion from the Juventus fan uh, team. Um, you know they they want to keep pace with Napoli. They want to give themselves the opportunity to win as much as possible this season. And a game like Torino, where you know one would say, "Oh, that's that's a you know you should be winning that game nine times out of ten. Just goes to show that you know they they don't take anything for granted, and that's what makes them champions. Yeah, they're uh, d- definitely uh, reeling a little bit from the Tottenham draw uh, that came up again. We talked about last week, uh, so. I guess it was just Torino's turn, uh, their turn to get waxed here and with a one nothing win. Wax on, wax off. And there you go. So our top two stay the same. We've got a new number three with Roma and Udinese up next. This one finished 2 nothing. Roma take it to Udinese, getting a crucial three points here. Marco, we got to start with Under and Allison, the two guys on the club that we love most. They are the two most uh, worthy of celebrating in this game. Let's start with Allison. Thunder. Yeah, that was for you, Tad. That was. Uh, that was. I, like I want to start out with Under, who is apparently now considered Thunder uh, in uh, in Italy, according to my dad. Yeah. Uh, and he has his ear to the ground. It's down low stuff over here. Yeah. Um, but he's just jaw-dropping it's unbelievable can he continue this fiery hot streak what is it four goals in three games yeah something like that a couple you know just like and then a couple assists amazing where where does this even come from i mean we knew at the beginning of the season that this guy was gonna show something you know brilliant uh at some point but you know it just came out of nowhere we saw him at the beginning of the season just look like he was way too young maybe another bun to be loaned out and uh he's just blossomed and perfect timing because we're gonna need him against Shakhtar I know man that's that's what gives me concern about this guy so uh he's 20 years old as you said and uh I saw Perotti uh, quoted uh, about him Apparently he doesn't speak the Italian language very well, so he kind of keeps to himself, and he's a very humble guy. But to put all that on a 20-year-old, all of Roma's hopes for Champions League and Serie A, I, I personally think this is way too much. I think he would have been perfect for Coppa Italia, and that's it. Uh, let him grow. But this is Roma, and we are completely relying on him. I agree with you for Shakhtar. We need to see another goal like in this game. That. I still don't understand how much how he got so much velocity on the ball because it was a rocket to the corner. So, you know, I wouldn't say we're necessarily relying on him like all the way. I he came back at the perfect time when De Rossi came back, Nangolan's back. You know, it's like it, this is what I mean by the, it, he's coming back at the perfect time. Like other players coming back too. Um, but yeah, he has been the spark. Uh, he's the one been playing well. And then when Perotti came in for, for Sharawi, you could really start to visualize what the starting lineup would look like against Shakhtar. Um, you know, hopefully that's how they come out because they were lit electric in that second half. Uh, you know, the good thing is that EDF, I think he knows how to manage young players. He's been doing it for a while. And, you know, I saw Undit come off this game, you know, in a game where he was basically a superhero. And, goes up to shake EDF's hand and EDF doesn't even look at him. Yeah, that was weird. I no, noticed that's that good. too. That's good. That's good. That's what we need. 
You think just yeah that we you should have been doing that anyway. <laughs> it's not about that. It's about keep you know not letting him blow his head up. Like even the fact that he's asking for sub. You know, come on, man. You're 20 years old. You don't ask for the sub. <laughs> you know, it's like I, I know you're maybe you're cramping a little bit, but you know you you stick it out and you know you you're not you're not so at least you're not to, you shouldn't feel like you're so invaluable that you need to save yourself for the next game you know what i mean like, like the so week shock tower game so maybe that's why <laughs> maybe that's why he didn't even you know acknowledge him but at the same time you know he really has been something else so looking forward to see how he does on the big stage allison on the other hand I mean, oh he's already, God. he's proven at this point. You yeah, know? man. Only his second season in the Serie A, last year behind Chesney, who was our starter, uh, now the backup uh, up at Juventus. But he's only two games in the Serie A since October. He's let in more than one goal. He's faking out forwards with his footwork, which scares me every time, but he backs it up, man, every single time. To kind of to go along with your throw-in uh, uh, percentage here uh, for statistics, 81% passage rate, which it just makes me laugh. Like, he's a goalkeeper. We're, we're counting his passing rate. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> These days, if you can't use your feet, then you're not a top 10 goalie. All know? right. So goal kicks matter. Goal <laughs> kicks <laughs> keep, matter, too. Keep those stats up. Goal kicks matter, too. you you got to be able to ping them uh, to the right players. But more than anything, you know, when he comes out, He's made some ridiculous stops that could have, you know, saved games, really. And uh, because sometimes when you when you let in a goal, you've been putting in all the pressure, then the head goes down, and then it's, you know, the Roma thing happens. Yeah. But he's really been carrying the team. So now that Didosi's back, now that Nanguan's back, I think this team is pretty primed for the rest of the season. You know, knock on wood that nobody gets injured. Yeah, we'll see uh, if we can hold on to uh, Allison here. There's a lot of talk of Liverpool um, looking to buy him. There's been discussions of a 70 to 100 million euro buyout clause. Uh, so following that, but I think Allison, that coupled with his World Cup run here, uh, which we expect this summer, uh, he's going to prove every penny is worth it. Uh, he's, he's a great goalie. I hope we get to keep him. On the other side of the ball here, Marco, we got Udinese. Their mister in this one, Il Mister Odo, Wanted to respect Roma, but he didn't give them too much credit, particularly Under in this one. Uh, felt like uh, Under would have crumbled if he was pressed a little bit harder in this game, despite uh, the, the goal, which Under was unbelievable with. Um, I don't know. Massimo Odo in this one sounds a little defeated. His quote, uh, Europe is a dream, but Udine was three points from relegation when I started. Now we're 16 points safe. That just sounds like complacency to me, and that's not what I want to see out of Udinese. No, I think he's just managing fan expectations because like other teams, you know, what have you done for us today? Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if, if all of a sudden Udinese fans feel entitled to a Europa League spot, then, uh, you know, it's easy to get on the hot seat quickly because you're going to lose inevitably to some crap team if you're Udinese. And then that puts you in the hot seat. So they lose to Roma. They didn't play too bad. You know, Roma was just better and uh you know move forward yep well we will move forward we got roman shakhtar up in ukraine on wednesday nangolin's back de rossi's back looking forward to it uh um, a lot of great articles today for de rossi he said uh putting on the jersey it's the last thing he does in the locker room he says it feels like it's putting on armor which did you see on instagram that like slow motion of him with a slick back (laughs) and putting on the shirt did roma put that out or is that fan fan as roma daily uh, instagram great instagram account yeah uh shout out 
to them. And shout out to Dirossi. I mean, just for looking like a gladiator yeah. at all times. Yep. And uh, special guy. That's another article I saw with Dirossi. He was talking about as a as a younger player. He earned all those red cards and all those screaming matches with the referees. He earned all of it. Um, he he remembers that fondly. So uh, great articles in Football Italia in particular for De Rossi this week. All right. We move on now to our fourth game, which is OTFR and Hellas Verona. This one took place yesterday on Monday. 2 nothing win for OTFR. Chiro the Hero is back on the scoreboard. OTFR is back to winning. They jump Inter in the table on this one. Marco, who did the damage? Yeah, I heard that big sigh, man, and I know why. Immobile. Yep. He's back. He is. Comes back with the brace, and it's like he uh, never went missing. Uh, you know, But I think the two keys to, to OTFR this year are Immobile scoring mad goals and Luis Alberto, who had a man-of-the-match performance He's just their the OTFR success is synonymous with the success of these two players. Yes, Milinkovic Savic is a beast. Yes, you have decent depth and the defense has been playing pretty well. But I, I really think that these two are the spark uh, and they've been doing it all season. Uh, Luis Alberto has been doing some things that could get him to the World Cup. We'll see. That, that, I mean, he's a fringe player for sure. A tough match for Elas on the other side, uh, trying to grab some points, but the relegation zone, man, they're worse than the freaking dunk contest this week. <laughs> it's, you know, they're just sad. It's sad to watch, and it's unfortunate because this was the team that we pegged to uh, stay up. We like their jersey. We like the, the derby. The derby, that's right. And they had some good players, too, um, you know. Yeah. Now, we just have to talk about OTFR again, don't we? Yeah, there's um, just there's not many storylines with Hellas, which is unfortunate. But uh, there are definitely more storylines coming out of OTFR this week. The big ones being people are leaving uh, left and right. The big one, uh, at least for drama, was Felipe Anderson. Well, thinking about leaving. Oh, I don't think it's more than just thinking, man. Uh, for him blowing up with Inzaghi, they're both screaming at each other. It does sound like uh, that's he's going to be leaving this summer, if not sooner. Uh, and then uh, Devry, he's out this summer. It sounds like he's. Uh, I heard Inter out for success. Yeah, that's right. He's looking to advance his career and move to success. That's right. There's one for Tad. Uh, yeah, Inter in the mark in the mix for that, and um, uh, of course EPL always. But I think this hurts OTFR. They're not built for a deep run. It's great to see Immobile scoring goals again, but um, they've they've got depth problems, and this these these two off the off the field issues uh, doesn't help them. I don't. Well, think. Well, just last week we were asking, you know, whether it's worth it for them to go for it in Europa League or just focus on getting Champions League in Serie A. I think this answers the question a little bit. I mean, if you can't beat Stadio Bucaresti, yeah, uh, right. you gotta, you know, you gotta get it done. There's right. too many good teams in Europa League this year, so yeah. maybe they do just focus uh, and then take advantage of Inter's slump, which we'll talk about in a second. That's right. Yep, that's uh, good dovetail, Marco. We will see how OTFR if they can rebound in the Serie A and if they can bounce back in Europa. But we go to Inter, our fifth game of the week with Inter and Genoa. This would finish zero two. And Inter lose the losing to OTF Genoa in a game that turns Spalletti's seat from hot to scalding. Absolutely. And Inter's just 
embarrassing right now. Everything tough, is every, really tough more embarrassing yeah. than Fergie's national anthem. Did you see that? <laughs> yes, I would create a uh, let let people be creative, but uh while I acknowledge that, that was uh not a successful rendition. Good <laughs> Lord, man. Yeah. I was listening to that thing and it was just she doesn't have a bad voice. She just I don't know what she was thinking. That's, yeah, man, it was it was Marvin Gaye tried it and pulled it off and uh, Fergie did not. So well, Inter, you know, just to try to match that uh, crazy own goal against Genoa. Uh, the ball, like, bounced. It was a good cross in, but the ball was trying to... You, whoever tried to clear it, I think it was Skriniar, tried to clear it, head off Ranocchia, who just... I don't know. His career is kind of summed up here. The ball shoots into him and goes upper 90, own goal. one nothing. Genoa kind of gets, you know, a little excited. And then who scores in the second half? Pandev, yeah. the ex-Interman who yeah. won the treble with the team. So, of course, you know, Pandev is just a uh, journeyman in the Serie A. He knows what he's doing. He uh, he looks like a vampire <laughs> and he, so seemingly doesn't get old uh, and can't see his shadow or his reflection, but does score against Inter. And now Inter is just absolute crisis mode. Not just now. They've been in crisis mode. Yeah, and it does. Fans are pressing hard on social media. It's. I think the the fact that it's uh, going on the same time where Cardi's on the bench, you have to take acknowledgement of that. In this particular game, though, Marco, that I tweeted out the the physics of that first goal, like it, it couldn't have been replicated. So that's just a bad break uh, that definitely set the tone in this one. But the fact that Icardi is out for, he sounds like he's going to come back soon. Um, but but Inter, uh, they need him back, man. They're just nothing is breaking their way at this yeah, point. Yeah, his knee. He said his knee's fe- feeling better, and boy, does that make Spalletti happy. I, I think Spalletti, he, he's got to go, man. You he's think you're ready go. to push the button on him? I'm ready to go just for what he did to Totti. But yeah. <laughs> you know, like d- this season, uh, same points as De, ba- De Boer and Pioli last season. At this point of the season, yeah, for the table, that's right, and. It, you know, Spalletti is supposed to be the the big improvement. Who is coming over? No, no Europa League, no Champions League. You can fully focus on getting into Champions League through the league, and uh, just slipping, slipping, slipping. And there's too much competition in Serie A right now to be messing these games up against an, a, a Genoa squad that we've deemed OTF Genoa for yeah, God's sake. Right. You know, and it's uh, you know credit to them and Ballardini, but at the same time. Inter, what's going on here? Well, it's interesting with Spalletti in that everything that he was talking about with Roma last year about the whole Toti drama, but but um, how like the team and the mentality of the team, it doesn't work. And now I heard, I read an article this week that he's saying the same thing about Inter that you know the transfer market wasn't helpful for him and they're all crazy. That at some point, like I like Spalletti, I think he's a good coach, but the fact like like you said. Um, they got the same points on the table as they did uh, last year. At some point, you got to look at Spalletti and be like, "Well, look, man, you got to look internally at, at some point." Uh, the, the fact that uh, uh, you've gone to two major clubs in Serie A and you've got similar problems with both of them—I don't think that reflects well on you. At some point, you got to take ownership of how you're running your club. Right. And uh, Genoa, on the flip side, my God. They, they, they get a huge result yeah. at home in front of their home fans who just have to be super sized up, especially this one, man. Just huge game, huge game for them. They they beat uh, OTFR two, two weeks ago. Then they were able to beat Kievo, which is, you know, that's who they need to be beating. 
and then they just take it to Inter. So this team has managed to flip their season around, and now they're safe. They're yep. mid-table team, 30 points, and you know, unless something tragic happens, like I don't know what. Yeah, no, that, they're going to be they're going to be good to go. That's right. So, thank you Giuseppe Rossi. I know he's not playing, but I still got to give <laughs> well, him credit for that. Well, ever since, I mean, yeah. you know, maybe he was the spark. That's right. At least in practice, uh that maybe that's the case. Yep, absolutely right. Uh we will see if Spalletti uh rebounds from that and and can right the ship. Still picking fights too with with Monchi. I know we covered Roma as well as well, but uh he had some choice words. Monchi responded saying I wasted 3 seconds of my life on his quotes. So that that narrative, I'm take that. I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to that narrative to continue as well with Inter and Roma fighting back and forth with that. So, oh, you like that? Looking forward to seeing more of that this you season. You buy Cosmos at the grocery stores, don't you? You like the, the gossip? <laughs> yeah, the gossip at the end. Yep. All right, Marco. Those are the top five games. I'm gonna take a quick break and finish off week 25. First game after the break is Sampdoria and Milan. This one finished 1-0 in Milan's favor. Milan ties Sampdoria for sixth place with this victory, and the Milanisti everywhere around the world start believing again. Gotta look to Gattuso first in this one. His coaching record, I can already see out on Milan Twitter, people are saying, do we sign him again? Do we want Gattuso back? What do you think, Marco? Is uh, Gattuso the uh, leader that Milan needs at this point? I mean, it's hard to argue against it. Yeah, you know, and this is a big game against Sampdoria. Funny, you know, I just realized now that the they go to Genoa, Inter. I'm sorry, Ge, uh, Inter goes to Genoa. Sampdoria comes to Milan. Yeah, yeah. Some interesting Genoa. that they interesting yeah. that they scheduled it like that. The Ligurians, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, right. But yeah, Gattuso, absolutely. I mean, he's injected some spirit into this team. They've been killing it. Yeah. The now big, they're in the conversation for, for not just Europe, I think maybe even Champions League. That might be a bit of a stretch now, but just a couple games and there could be a big swing. Yeah, certainly the players, the quotes from uh, uh, Benucci and, and guys like that were, were definitely saying uh, Gattuso is the reason why we're, we're going on this run. I'm got to be honest, man, and I'm sorry for the Milanese if I'm being a pessimist here, but I kind of looked at the, ta- the, the schedule of who they've beaten in this run and other than beating OTFR, even this Milan this season, I feel like these were all games that they should have won. So I'm I'm kind of reserving judgment here, and they they got some big games coming up, uh, particularly this weekend with Roma, and uh, they they got more on the way. So you know I think the next couple of weeks will really determine whether Gattuso's got this team humming along um, and, and really making a run at it for uh, a, a top five finish. Um, fair enough. Fair enough. The other big story we got to say, uh, and it's, I'm sorry, Milanisti, it's one step forward and two steps, steps back for you. Soccer going hand in hand with the finances here. Milan's owner, there was an article this week that he is apparently insolvent since the spring of 2017. At some point, if that is true, even tournament money has got to not matter for Milan. There's just not enough assets for them to really make a difference here. There was a new video today from Il, uh, Il Presidente, Mr. Young Hong Lee, saying, my money is fine. All these rumors are you know, draining my family, and, and they're not true. 
Marco, are you buying that? Uh, do you think uh, this video, this this declaration from Mr. Yong Hong Lee is is accurate that Milan, their their ducks are in a row as far as finances go? I don't know if their ducks are in a row, but the one thing that Milan has for going for itself is it's just a historically popular team. It's it's got a huge following around the world, and you know, with a little bit of of continued success towards the end of the season couple purchases, couple sales, and then maybe some some Europa or Champions League money. I think they'll get back on track. They'll get bought by somebody. They're just too big of a market. I I uh I hear all that. I do. It's Milan is a big name, but for any of the Roma fans out there, just uh, Mr. Pelota, you know, he he kind of called this in the in the he summer. Did. And uh I know it didn't look good for Serie A back then, but hey man, you call a spade a spade and it does look like if there just aren't enough assets here, I'm going to side with UEFA on this one. That uh, if if they're going to give sanctions because they just don't believe what's on the books, why would UEFA do that unless it's true that there's just not enough money and everything he's saying is not accurate? Well, I'm curious to see. You know, Puma just just picked up the sponsorship. Uh, why would they go to Milan if they're you know about to go up in flames? I Maybe mean, it's cheap. Maybe they got a deal. Well, even so, those Puma jerseys looking fresh. Yeah, uh, always, and, always. And now they're talking about getting some Puma, you know, sponsored athletes over there. So, let's see what happens, man. I, I'm super curious to see what how this whole Milan saga plays out, and I think we'll get a better understanding towards the end of the season when we get to see where they ended up. Yeah, yeah. As far as uh, in the table goes, uh, excited for them. This game was big for them. Uh, uh, square with Sampdoria now. They both have 41 points. Sampdoria slightly ahead on on different statistics. I guess that's the throw-ins again. <laughs> but uh, Sampdoria in sixth, Milan in seventh, but 41 points. That's a good showing. So on the field, good for Milan. In the books, to be determined. On the other side with Sampdoria, guys. Um, Four points off Roma after that doubleheader. Sorry, they got four points off of Roma in that doubleheader uh, a few weeks ago. And that recent run, I, I don't know. It's time to uh, hit the panic button? I mean, is it time to hit the panic button? It, again, it's just managing expectations. Because, you know, what could they have believed at any point that that Quagliarello was going to be top three strikers in Serie A at this point? And they were going to be just in in touching distance of Europa and maybe even champions. No, so yeah. everybody needs to calm down. Sampdoria, you're having a great season. Yep, especially all that summer sales. I think you got to count your blessings at this point. So enjoy the run for Sampdoria. Let's keep rolling, Marco. Up next, we've got Atalanta and Fiorentina. This one finished one one after a wild Europa League match in Germany. Atalanta draw against a tough Fiorentina side. A tough Fiorentina side wearing white. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to defer to you on this one. I, I, I'm not really sure what that means anymore. Yeah. We started off the season, I, th- I think, saying that white means that they're thrown in the towel. Yeah, I, I think purple is the only one that I'm confident in. That's the <laughs> only one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, a, an important point for both teams uh, this game because... You know, realistically, now Fiorentina, if they want to get into Europa, they can't be I mean, dropping points to other teams that are going to be shooting for Europa. And that that's exactly what Atalanta is. Right. At 38 points, Fiorentina at 32, they're, you know, steadily climbing. That's the story with Atalanta. Again, just that they're very comfortable in that I, I was really... Um, 
emo- not emotional, but but really enjoyed the emotion that everybody saw up in Dortmund. They filled the stadium midweek. Really awesome. Uh, moving the, the owner to tears even. It's not just Gigi that cries, man. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's an Italian thing, I guess. Well, I was <laughs> crying a little bit at the end of that game because I think they deserved a, a point. Another the, um, A point or a win. I mean, yeah. they had the control of the game. But that's what I'm saying. They're, they're doing well there. Would have liked at least a draw up in Dortmund and, and coming back uh, to Atalanta for Bergamo. They would have uh, had great momentum there. But they're doing well in Europa generally. And then in Syria, they're just kind of enjoying the ride and, and seeing where it goes. So not too panicked. They probably could have beat Fiorentina, but a draw probably doesn't hurt their chances this season. I think Papu Gomez just sitting on that platinum record. Did you see what he put out for uh, Valentine's Day? I thought that was great. Too. What was it? So there was a meme going around of like uh, somebody's girlfriend or whatever sitting saying, like there, there's like a meme of her like thinking like is he thinking about another girl or something like that and the dude is sitting on the side of the bed thinking and uh papu gomez and his wife put one out saying uh papu gomez is saying uh how do i tell her that champions league is on valentine's day <laughs> and she's thinking it's another girl it's another girl so i love papu gomez's sense of humor his really great instagram account uh just a funny guy uh really really cool for uh for bergamo all right, so that finishes that one off. Uh, Forza La Dea, Forza La Viola. Up next is Bologna and Sassuolo. We got a derby, Marco. Another derby in this week. We got 2-1 Bologna, Team Meat Sauce, taking down once upon a time Cinderella team Sassuolo in the derby di Reggia Emiliano. That's right. Team Meat Sauce, baby. All the way. All the way to smooth sailing like you were saying it's just let the meat sauce flow flow through that pasta (laughs) that's right pulgar coming up with that last minute win in the dying minutes of the game again just something that brings tears to the eyes of the mayor of the subway station i still don't understand that but yes okay i need tad to remind me what i'm the mayor of yeah exactly i'll just stick with bologna if he's not here and (laughs) Big, you know, big news now. Unfortunately, Palacios is injured again, out yeah. for a month. Um, but again, you know, they're not going to get relegated. They're similar to, uh, you know, Genoa, who yep. they've had both, enough. Both have thirty points. Enough good results to be able to sit on, you know, sit comfortably this season. And that's it. That's all I got to say about this game, Sassuolo. You're trash. Yeah, you're trash this season. But you know, luckily, there's some more trashier teams in the in the in the relegation zone or the danger zone at least jacchini with that baseball hat is putting up fights in these games uh he's had a a rough couple of weeks here but uh they are at least a little bit safe uh right now they're uh in 16th with 23 points and that's uh what is that six points away from relegation so they're they're kind of hanging on their fingernails here but uh um we'll see how it turns out for sesuolo all right, now we've got Cagliari and Chievo. Ooh. This one finished 2-1. Heavy hitters. Giacarini and Bobby English. Roberto Inglese puts this one away late with goals in the 74th and the 76th minute for Cagliari to finish off Chievo. 
Football Italia calling this one a relegation dogfight. I don't know about that. It's only uh, two points in in the past 10, 10 games for Chievo, uh, but they're not exactly in relegation zone, I'd say. They're in 15th place with 25. Nah, they're both floating. They're yeah, floating up they're there. They're floating, so I wouldn't... Uh, they're, they're close, but, uh, um, you know... It, it's a little bit harsh, I'd say. But a positive night for Napoli, believe it or not. Uh, Bobby Inglese and Giaccarini both scoring goals, and Napoli owns both of their rights. Uh, so positive for Napoli there, maybe for next season. But the game just turned into an NBA fourth quarter at the end of this one. A wild finish in the last 15 minutes. Cagliari only managed to pull one back with Pavoletti, and it finished 2-1, but at least it was exciting for 15 minutes. <laughs> Pavoletti increases his... Uh goal to earnings ratio to uh you know what is it now 10 million dollars every two <laughs> yeah. goals yeah that's uh they'll take what they can get i guess for uh, uh for him <laughs> and then it brings us to our final game marco benevento and crotone man battle the titans in the you feeling for Ted? The danger, danger zone. 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 All right. Zone. Making Richard Whittle proud. Absolutely. Yeah, it finished 3-2 in the Derby de Chris's heart. My two basement darlings fighting to the death with the witches of Benevento crushing Crouton Nation. Start with Benevento in this one, Marco. They're continuing to pick up steam. And I got to say, man, we've been doing this for two years. The parallels to Crotone at this point last season. This is how it started. Just around this time is when they started picking up just mm-hmm. enough victories that uh, on that final day, Crotone stayed up. And boy, would it be a story if, if Benevento does the same thing. My only caveat with that would be hopefully it doesn't come at Crotone's expense. Awesome game back and forth in this one. Let me take you through the goals. Crotone striking first in the 11th minute with a tapping goal from Crociata. But then Benevento bounced back in the 37th from a, with a goal from Sandro. Then Benevento take the lead in the 65th from a lucky deflection from Nicolas Viola's shot from distance, ricocheting off Marco Davide Farones, looping it in the top corner, and Crotone's goalkeeper Alex Cordaz in that terrible haircut looking stranded in goal. I feel like Cordaz should be like in the next season of Peaky Blinders. <laughs> yeah. The Peaky Blinders. He does have a haircut like that, man. Absolutely. Um... And this one finished uh, now. We got 2-1 with Loli Benevento in the lead, and Brignoli hasn't even scored. Hmm. Then in the 73rd, Benali makes it level for Crotone, only for them to concede in the 89th minute to Benevento's winter signing, Diabate. How about that for the end of a game? The drama, Marco. We're about to hit March Madness, and this game absolutely felt like a 5-12 seed game when the 12 seed hits that buzzer beater, moves on to the round of 32, Love the drama. I'm just sad that it happened to Crotone. I'm going to commit this right now. If Benevento stays up this season, I will get a Benevento jersey. I think jersey. that makes all three of us because they've got some pretty cool colors. I know which one I would get, too. The, You'd have to put, like, Dumbledore on the yeah, back or something or, or uh, Sauron. The witches or something. Yeah, there's, there's no Pythagorean theorem for that one. But my question of, to wrap this up, man, are you drinking the witches brew? Are you pulling for Benevento here? Yes. I am. There's I, just, I don't know, there's something about this team that you could feel it, it's a little bit electric. You know, at the beginning of the season, you're like, are they going to get more than nine points? Well, they've already beat that. And uh, with that, I think we all need to 
bite our own words and and just submit to the fact that they're going to potentially challenge for Europa this season. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, man, they, they were the laughing stock of, stock of Europe there. And then that wonderful Brignoli moment where they, they ended up drawing Milan for their first point in Serie A. They're darlings. And, and so uh, I'm, I'm right there with you. It does lead to the question, though. I'm fighting for Crotone. I'm fighting for Benevento. Of the teams down there in the relegation battle then, who are you comfortable putting down then? Are there three teams that you wouldn't mind going down? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Verona is definitely one. They just, uh, I'm too sour about them. Mm-hmm. I'd be okay with Crotone going down. Sorry, Chris. Okay. And honestly, you know, Sassuolo, just not good enough. That's I'm, I'm right there with you, man. I, I'd put Sassuolo in there with Hellas Verona, even if we lose a derby from it. Uh, I would have to be okay with it. But uh, Cagliari is another uninspiring team. But you know what? They're one of the originals. Tad's it was Tad's original crap team. That's so right. we'll yeah. get we'll give them the benefit of the doubt for that. Yep. So hey, look, man. There's a there's a race to be had at the in the relegation zone. Makes the table exciting. Uh, I'm I'm definitely with. Uh, I think this podcast is all in on Benevento. We're hoping that they finish the race to 17th so long as it's not at the expense of Crouton Nation. Well, Marco, with just two people talking, it does seem like we can wrap this up pretty quick here. Wow. (laughs) Record. That's right. Uh, So pretty short podcast for Missing Tad. Hopefully he gets back next week. Looking forward to that. Marco, week 26, we've got a big game ourselves as Romanisti taking on Milan. Any other games that are tickling your fancy? Well, tomorrow uh, or today, for those listening uh, on Wednesday morning, Roma, big game against Shakhtar. See people at IFC, hopefully. Um, that's Ireland's four courts in Arlington, Virginia, uh, also known as DC. Forza yep. Roma. Getting, getting, uh, looking forward to the midweek games. Week 26, definitely looking forward to uh, Juventus and Atalanta as well to the Roma-Milan game. I think those are the two biggest games for the weekend. So a lot of good action in Syria. Can't wait for that. Until next week, when we're back here potting, hopefully with all three of us, Marco Dishamo. Ciao. Ciao, ragazzi. Ciao.